Welcome to the Purity for Life podcast, episode 185. My name is Frank Honus, and this week we are asking the question, is life better without porn? Um, This is a pretty scary question for a lot of uh, men, believe it or not, a lot of women probably, a lot of uh, people, individuals who really struggle with sexual addiction. Um, again, it's, it's, a, it's a scary reality for a lot of people who are, who are struggling right now, who are really entangled in, in pornography. Uh, I know at a certain point in my life, if you were to ask me uh, this question, uh, could your life be better without pornography? I would say absolutely not. <laughs> you know, no way. I need that. You know, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my, you know, that's my, my drug, it's my medication, that's my go-to, you know, it's, it's to get me through the pain, it's to get me through um, not feeling, you know, the realities of life, and um, it's, you know, so that question would have really uh, messed me up a long time ago, uh, but I look at that question today, and I, and I thank God that I can, I can absolutely answer that question with a resounding yes, that my life is has has been transformed and changed, and uh, continues to be changed and transformed. And and I have, uh, by the grace of God, been allowed to help men, you know, also change their lives as well, and and really experience true deep healing from uh, from porn addiction. So this week, I want to share. Uh, it's kind of a special podcast. I want to share an article that I that I read or that I wrote actually for uh, ministry called Triple X Church. Uh, just a few years ago, actually four years ago at this point, uh, and I entitled it "Why My Life Is Better Without Porn." Um, and so, I, you know, I just I wrote some wrote some words down, wrote some uh, thoughts down about this this topic of you know why you know life is better without pornography you know in it. And um, I hope you guys will will be encouraged um, encouraged by this article. And if you are struggling right now, I hope you'll just listen with an open heart, not be offended, not be you know pushed back, not think that you know that, that you're that you're weird or that you're you're hated or that there's something wrong with you. None of those things are true. Uh, the reality is that you have you know just like I at at one point, just like so many people, um, yeah, I was in real pain. And I was in, I was a real broken person. And there was a lot of issues that I wasn't tending to in my heart, in my mind. And, um, and I needed to, to become whole. And so I hope this will shed some light on that and help you guys to, uh, find some, find some healing and find some victory. So enjoy this article. Uh, enjoy this blog that I wrote called Why My Life Is Better Without Porn. Recently, one of the guys in the X3 group that I lead said something very interesting during his check-in. He was describing one of the challenges he faced in pursuing sexual purity, not knowing what life would be like without porn. His statement left me virtually speechless. It was almost as if I stepped into a time machine and traveled back to the moment where I felt exactly that same sentiment. But today, my feelings are the complete opposite. I can't imagine what life would be like with porn. Today, my life is better than it ever has been. As a matter of fact, I really don't feel like I began to even truly live until I started recovery almost 10 years ago. As I think back upon the 13 years that I was addicted, I realize now that the lie I believed was that pornography provided me with a sense of security and escape from the daily pressures and demands of my life. 
all of my stress and worries could be solved simply with the click of a mouse. That's what I thought. What I did not understand and fully realize was how to handle anxiety, stress, and loneliness in my life in a healthy way. I lacked an outlet for the struggles that resided in my heart and mind. Sure, I called myself a Christian, one who claimed to believe in and follow Jesus Christ, but these were quite simply empty words with no meaning to them. I was a shallow soul who looked for fulfillment and satisfaction in hardcore sexual acts instead of pursuing, pursuing Jesus, who is the only one who can deliver true intimacy. How is my life better today without porn? I feel like the fog has lifted and I can actually see again, the way I was always meant to see. Through a deep he healing work that began with an awakening of the damage that I had done to my life and the pain I was causing others, I knew that there were some major things that had to change in my life. My perspective of real love and how to view the opposite sex was totally distorted. My ability to feel the effects of my sin had become completely burned out. I was living one huge lie that I called life. The real transformation in my life took place in the following ways. First, I realized that true intimacy doesn't come through fictitious sexual scenarios with made-up people, but through a real-life relationship with the creator of, of the world, the creator of my soul. Secondly, I released the fear of talking with other men about my struggles. Third, I learned how to cope with feelings of stress, anger, loneliness, sadness, and fatigue in a healthy way. Fourth, I was ready to come out of isolation and share my story with other men. And fifth, I began to surf through the struggles instead of merely trying to manage my behavior. And today, change continues to happen in my life because recovery from sex addiction is a marathon, not a sprint. I continue to seek accountability, support, and encouragement from other men. I continue to protect myself on the internet, and I will always continue to grow in intimacy with the one who calls me his beloved. Alright, next up we have a great uh, brand new three-part series that we're going to be playing on the Purity for Life podcast from uh, you know a colleague and an advocate for uh, sexual purity, Matt Frad, who is a spokesperson for um, just some great organizations, especially including uh, Covenant Eyes, and um, basically has kind of his own thing going on. He's a, a speaker, an author, a podcaster, uh, just a, a really great voice out there. Um, you know, for, for sexual purity and for helping men find uh, sexual purity. And so it's a great, uh, got a great three part series going to be sharing with you from Matt Fratt on creating a sobriety plan. Um, this is really super, super helpful. If you don't have a plan in place, you don't have, um, you know, some things that you're doing in your life right now to stay free from pornography. Uh, this can be a, a really great series for you. So three part, uh, Three-part series, uh, first part uh, to this week, and then the next couple weeks, be sharing uh, the rest of uh, the rest of his, uh, you know, his his podcast with you. Um, it's, it's quite a long podcast, so I wasn't going to share the whole thing, but just kind of cut it up into a few weeks. But he shares about some great ways to get started on writing a sobriety plan for your life. Enjoy. So sobriety plans. 
You know, if uh, you're somebody who's been struggling with pornography or masturbation or acting out, and I were to say to you, oh, okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that's been happening. What's your sobriety plan? Uh, You might say, um, well, I just try not to do it. Now, that might sound like I'm exaggerating, but I've actually had one person say that to me. He's like, I just try my best not to do it. That's not really a plan, though, is it? You know, or you might say, well, um, I got covenant eyes and um, which, you know, is great accountability and filtering software. And uh, I have an accountability partner and I call him up when I, you know, if I fall Okay, that's better than nothing, but that's not really a sobriety plan, Um, at least not much of one. So today we're going to help you create a more sophisticated sobriety plan. And I want to thank uh, my friend, uh, Father Sean Kilcoley, for his terrific video on how to create a sobriety plan. I watched it and learned a lot from it, and we'll be drawing from some of the things he had to say in that video. So basically a sobriety plan, you know, it's more than just a way not to fall back into pornography. It's actually a plan to have a joyful life, okay? So it's not a plan to not do something that makes me feel ashamed so much as it is a plan to start living a beautiful life, okay? So this is something we all want. We all want a beautiful life. We don't want behaviors or addictions to get in the way of us having that beautiful life. So that's the point of this. So... Um, I would suggest that you do this either on your phone or on a piece of paper. I want you to draw three concentric circles. Three concentric circles. What that means is, of course, you have a small circle in the middle. You have a circle around that small circle. And then you have a third outer circle. Okay? So we can think of it as an inner circle, a middle circle, and an outer circle. And I want you to populate these three circles with the sorts of things we speak about. This is how you're going to develop your plan. So it is really important that you don't just visualize this abstractly, but, you know, get a piece of paper out. Or you can open up notes on your phone, say, and uh, use your finger to draw three concentric circles. The inner circle is going to be populated with those things that constitute a relapse. Okay, so what are those things for you? What are those things you're trying to avoid? What are those things you should be trying to avoid? Well, we might say things like porn. Masturbation might be another one. And these are things you're actually writing in that inner circle. Okay, and you might say, well, um, strip clubs. I also want to avoid strip clubs. Maybe that's something that you struggle with that you don't want to do anymore. Uh, maybe cruising social media. And by cruising social media, I don't mean checking social media. Uh, I mean that experience where you've been on social media for about 20 minutes or so now, you keep refreshing, 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 jumping from one social media app to the other social media app. And what's happening as you do this, right, is there's this sort of numbing that's taking place. And as you're sort of doing this, you start clicking on pictures of pretty girls, maybe, or some guy, and uh, you start looking at pictures of this person in a bikini or this person working out, and you're doing this for the purpose of sexual arousal, you understand. So this might also constitute a relapse and something that you wish to put in your inner circle. You know, other things will include things like going to a strip club, obviously, Uh, going to a YouTube channel, right? And maybe just to watch, I'm not going to say what they are, but you know, those, those things that you might say, well, it's not technically pornography, right? But 
if you're honest with yourself, you'd say, well, the reason I'm watching this is to arouse myself. Okay, so that's going to constitute a relapse. So you write that in your inner circle. Other things might be massage parlors, hooking up, uh, maybe using an app like Tinder or something that'll be in your inner circle. Okay, so these are the things that you want to avoid. Okay, so what do you do? Because it's not enough just to say my sobriety plan is to avoid these things. More needs to be done. And that's where this middle circle uh, comes into play. In this middle circle, you want to list all of the behaviors that you cannot engage in because if you do, you will likely end up in that middle circle. That is to say, you will likely relapse. Okay. Now, I can suggest some things here that may be true for you, but of course, this is going to take some uh, honest and humble soul searching. You know, what are those things that when you engage in, you end up relapsing or you almost always uh, end up relapsing? So here would be a couple, right? Drinking alcohol for you might be one of those things that when you do, you end up relapsing. Now, maybe not all the time. It might not be the case that every time you have a drink, you end up at a porn site. But if I was to say to you, okay, over the last 10 times, okay, uh, how many of those times when you've relapsed, was it due to alcohol? And you might say, uh, more than not. Okay, good. So this would be something you would then write in your middle circle. Now, that might not mean for you that you have to avoid all alcohol, but maybe in this middle circle, uh, you know, you could write something like, uh, you know, no more than one drink of alcohol. Okay, Uh, and that might suffice. Another thing uh, might be something like uh, uh, accidental exposure to something pornographic or almost pornographic. You know, this is something that if you're wanting to recover from pornography and sexual things, it's not something you're going to be able to completely avoid, right? I mean, we live in a culture that, um, well, look at the latest Netflix series. Almost all of them involve pornography in one way or another. And so if even if it's not Netflix, it might be driving down the highway, seeing some sort of pornographic billboard that's uh, advertising some strip club or something. Accidental exposure. Now, I often think that accidental exposure is sort of like um, advertising, okay? So you might be driving down the street and you'll see this big billboard for a particular product, And you'll have no desire right then and there to get the product. And if someone were to ask you, do you think you'll ever get this product? You might say, no, I have no intention of ever getting that product. But the way advertising works, of course, is by being repeatedly exposed to uh, an advertisement, it sort of wells up within our minds and we think to ourselves, gee, maybe my life would be better if I had that product. Okay. And then suppose you're in a store and you see that product, you then grab it. Now, if you hadn't have seen those advertisements, you may never have got it, It may not have interested you, you may have just overlooked it. But those advertisements, as it were, have prepared you to now purchase this when uh, the opportunity presented itself. And similarly, I think accidental exposure uh, can be like that. We see something, we hear something, and it kind of gets stuck in our mind and it rattles around there and we can't stop thinking about it or we think about it more than we should. And then we are led into the inner circle where we act out. So what are we to do? Well, in this middle circle, again, in the middle circle, these are the behaviors that we can't do or else we'll likely relapse. We might say, well, I can't be exposed 
to pornography and not bring it up to my accountability partner, right? I cannot have accidental exposure and then not bring it up to my accountability partner. So, uh, when you are exposed to something, rather than having it rattle around unconsciously, as it were, in your mind, you'll decide to give your accountability partner a call and tell them, look, I was exposed to this. Um, you know, I'm feeling a little rattled by it. And I just, I just wanted to bring it up, bring it out into the open uh, so that I can kind of, you know, process it and deal with it. And often what will happen is just by bringing it up, talking about how it affected you, how it made you feel, that'll be enough to uh, put it aside. Okay. Now, uh, another thing in this middle circle, right, the list of behaviors that you can't do or you're, you're full, uh, would be things like maybe keeping your phone or your computer or your iPad or whatever it is in your bedroom. question or comment for us at Purity for Life, there's a great way that you can reach out, a pretty new way you can reach out to me or uh, to my wife and I here at Purity for Life. If you head on over to the website, pflhome.com, and you go over to the contact menu to drop down, you'll see a link that says leave a voicemail. You can now leave a voicemail on our Google Voice voicemail line uh, by dialing 302-404-0264, and you'll actually be able to leave a voicemail and um, would love for you to, you know, reach out to us that way. If you have a, like I said, a question, a comment, some kind of feedback or something you'd love to hear on the podcast or just if you need some help um, in your in your recovery journey or on your, your walk uh, for purity, uh, would love to hear from you. And I uh, just think it's a great way to communicate. It's a free voice. It's a free call. Um, nothing charged to you at all. But 302-404-0264 is our Google voicemail line that you can actually call and reach out to Purity for Life. And uh, just let us know what's on your mind. Uh, let us know how you're doing, how we can pray for you. And uh, But especially if you have questions or comments about the podcast. So head on over there, pflhome.com. Click on the contact menu and then click on leave a voicemail to reach out to us. Thanks. All right, that is another episode of the Purity for Life podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's content. Lots of good stuff this week and coming up next week as well. Um, really appreciate uh, Matt Frad and uh, him sharing the uh, real, the, the you know, practical, practical stuff on creating a sobriety plan. We'll have more of that next week on the podcast, as well as uh, you know, purity tips and other other good stuff for you from uh, from Purity for Life. So, hope you guys have a great, great week. Stay positive, stay strong, keep your chin up. Remember, purity is possible, and purity is worth it. Um, God wants you to be whole. He wants you to be the man or woman he's created you to be. And you can learn how to do that by heading over to our website, which is pflhome.com. Lots of great resources on there, ways you can contact us at Purity for Life. My name is Frank Honus, and we'll see you next week on the Purity for Life podcast. God bless. God bless.